Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. Hey guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, the podcast that helps you learn how to speak your way to cash. And we tailor this podcast to speakers and entrepreneurs who are looking to get their message out on big stages. So guys, today we don't have an interview for you. I have a solo episode and I'm really going to talk about a topic that was brought up in my private Facebook group, the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group, for those of you who don't know what's going on. If you don't know already, I don't know if you've been under a rock, but hello, join our Facebook community, interact with me live and in person. Let's get this thing cracking. So um, one of the questions that came up in the group was, what do you do after you sign a client? And it was a phenomenal question, one that we don't talk about nearly enough. And it's because For the majority of us speakers, we care a lot about getting clients, but those of us who are in the industry and who've been in the industry for a little while know that it's just as important. Um, Your process for getting clients is just as important for your process for onboarding and offboarding clients because that repeat business just helps to make your life so much easier. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my process um, and what I do after I sign a client, okay? So I've had the sales call. I've done the sales strategy and they've said yes, right? They are on. Typically, this happens on the phone. And I have a process where I do a cold email, warm call, close. That is essentially my process for onboarding a client or for getting new clients in. We send out a cold email. We do a warm call, meaning that I schedule all my calls. I don't call clients blindly, typically. And I use that process because of my schedule. And if you want to know more about that process, it's one that I teach in the Speak Your Way to Cash live event series, as well as in the Speak Your Way to Cash Jumpstart program. Um, I'll be sure to post the links to those programs so that you all can sign up for them because they are phenomenal resources if you're a speaker and you want monthly training or consistent training um, in that regard. And I'm going, my next Speak Your Way to Cash live event will actually be in Atlanta, um, June 29, 2019. I did a Speak Your Way to Cash live in Chicago. It was off the chain. It sold out. It was a phenomenal event. And literally when we did the questionnaire reviews and asked how do you like it from a uh, poor, fair, good, and excellent. 100%, 100% of all the attendees that completed the questionnaire uh, marked the event's content and the teaching that they learned within the event as excellent. They marked it as excellent. Okay. So if you want to attend that, if that's something that you want to attend, you can register for that by going to bit dot ly all lowercase slash speak your way to cash bit.ly slash speak your way to cash and within that within the speak your way to cash the s y w t and c are all capital so essentially each word is capitalized so bit.ly slash speak your way to cash and i'll post the link in the show notes as well or you could just 
Google Speak Your Way to Cash and Eventbrite. It'll come up. That's my name. And if you see anyone else using my name, please send me an email because I will send them a quick cease and desist because you all know that in addition to being a paid speaker, a highly sought after speaker, I am also a trademark lawyer. So I have no problem protecting my intellectual property and yours. But back to the point. That's a roundabout way of getting back to the point. So what do you do once you actually get a client? When you get a client, here's what you do. You send them the contract and the invoice. Now, I use a tool called Dipsado, and that tool actually helps me to do this in one one uh, via like one or two email clicks because you can you can set up what's called workflows in Dipsado, which is a system that I'll use, and I'll post the link to Dipsado as well. Um, I'm just going to make a note here to post the link to Dipsado so that if you all are interested, you can sign up for Dipsado. But you basically, the way my process works is I send them an invoice. I typically send the invoice first if I'm doing it in multiple steps. I'm actually working with my um, customer service, ex- customer experience manager to make this like one, it's in one step because Dipsado has the functionality to do it. But essentially, I send them the invoice, one. I send them the contract, two. After the contract is signed, I have a workflow set up that automatically sends them a pre-event questionnaire, a pre-event questionnaire. And this is one of the things that I recommend to the clients that work with me one-on-one as their speaking coach is to have a pre-event questionnaire. And what's going to be included in that pre-event questionnaire will vary based on your industry. But the the general details that I like to get is the name and information of the actual client, the name of the point person for the day, um, the any like parking that they have there, like if there's going to be parking, I want to know that. Um, I also have them fill out just all the event details. And then I have them fill fill out questions that I need to know in order to tailor my, my signature speech. So if you've been rocking with me for a little while, you know that I highly recommend that you have a signature speech, right? One speech, one or two speeches that you sell to clients all over the country. However, what I do and what works really well for me and what my clients appreciate is that I tailor each and every signature speech to the audience at hand. And the only way you know how to tailor your signature speech to the audience is if you actually know who's in the audience, what their pain points are, what the mission of the event is, what the theme of the event is, um, what topics do they want you to stay away from, what resources does the actual group or organization provide that you can weave into your speech so that once you leave, they still have resources that they can utilize to implement what you teach them. And I say what you teach them because regardless of who your audience is, you need to be a solution speaker. This is one of the things that we covered heavily in the Speak Your Way to Cash live event in Chicago, and that will cover heavily in the Speak Your Way to Cash live event in Atlanta, which is August 31st, is um, you want to make sure, okay? You want to make sure that you are tailoring um, your speech to solving the problem that your organization wants to solve because we are solution speakers. We're solution speakers. I think one of the reasons people have a hard time selling their speeches is because they're selling their speeches and they know nothing about their client's problem. You can't sell, you can't be a solution speaker if you don't know what problem your speech is to solve. And if you know what problem your speech is to solve and if you know, you want to know how um, everyone enjoyed their experience at Speak Your Way to Cash Chicago, I'm going to let you all in on a secret, things that I do for my events. 
I ask my event attendees pre-event questionnaires. I want to know what they speak about. I want to know what their biggest problem is in speaking. I want to know what problems this event is supposed to solve from them, what they want to learn from this particular event. And I need to know that because for me, when someone pays me to do a job, I am solving a problem. I can't solve problems that I don't know about, right? It's almost like the reason the best lawyers, if you've ever seen a really good trial lawyer, right? And I say, right is my crutch. It's my speaking crutch. So I'm going to try not to use it because I'm noticing that I'm, I use it a lot more when I'm speaking into my uh, Yeti microphone versus speaking to an actual audience. But one of um, one of the the, the the tools that great exceptional trial lawyers have in their toolbox is a bomb cross-examination. And I remember preparing for a cross-examination. I was cross-examining a doctor. And I literally think this helped us to win the trial. I asked him really good questions. And the questions that I asked him essentially put him in a box and it made him answer the question that I wanted him to answer. But the only reason the questions worked, the only reason I solicited the answers that I needed from this doctor on cross-examination was because I asked very narrow, specific questions that were easy to understand and easy to answer. If you want clients to give you the information you need to show up and show all the way out, not some of the way out, all the way out, you need to ask them questions. Let me give you an example. Let's say I'm speaking to a middle school at the beginning of the year. The questions I want to ask are, What's the theme for this year? What's the biggest challenge that you're facing with your middle school students that you're hoping this event will solve? What is one thing that you would change about the way students perceive learning if you could? What is the biggest challenge that students faced when starting at your school? What's the socioeconomic background of your students if you had to sum it up? Whatever questions you want them to ask, what is distracting your students outside of school? For most of your students, is it financing? Is it something? I mean, you want to get inside the head of your audience if you can. And you want to know both what your audience is thinking and also what your client is thinking. And that, that may not be the same thing. It literally may not be the same thing. And for me, most of my clients are colleges. So... The pain points for the administrators is very different than the pain points for college students. I'll give you an example. Um, when I'm recording this podcast, it's a Wednesday. Wednesdays, if you all follow me in my Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group, which all of y'all listening should be in, um, you know that Wednesday is the day that I do all of my calls, all of my warm calls for new clients. And I was talking to a client today and she said, I asked her, what's the biggest challenge students are facing? Or what's the biggest challenge that her office wants to resolve through their programming? Her answer was all about attendance. It was like, we need to get more students to attend. We need to help them out by getting them to attend. This is what we need to do. It was all about attendance. I guarantee you, students aren't coming to events just to help the, the office get more butts and seats. Students are coming to the events for information. They're coming to the events to learn something new. They're coming to the events to enhance their resume. They're coming to the events to figure out how to increase their GPA. But the administrators are concerned about students actually attending, right? They're like, I don't even know if anyone's going to show up. Um, so you want to definitely make sure 
that you are answering the problem of your audience. And before you can answer the problem and be a solution speaker, you have to know what those problems are. So think long and hard about your pre-event questionnaire. What is all the information you need to show up to the event on time, to not be surprised the day of, to know, to essentially be able to visualize what the event will look like, what that process will look like. And you want to put all of that in there. You know, if water is really important to you, maybe your question is, will there be, will, should I bring, should I be prepared to bring my own? Will you, will you be able to provide three water bottles and a projector? Will you be able to provide a computer for me to pull up my PowerPoint on? Do I need to bring my own computer? What AV equipment will be there? What time can I meet with the AV guy? How early can I arrive to do a run through? Will I be able to do a mic check? What type of audio equipment will you have? Will it be a handheld mic or a lapel? Like all these things that literally can make or break the experience. That's what you want to ask because I'm going to tell you guys like, I've gotten to stages, if the sound isn't right, it's, it's really tough, especially when it's a large crowd. Really, really tough. When the sound is right, I'm on fire. Like when all I have to do is show up, put on my mic, everything's right, I can kill it. Because I don't, all I, all, there are so many things that can go wrong when you're a speaker. You want to, you want to get the event organizer in the mind space that you, that they, that you expect certain things before you even speak. And if you do that, you are going to have a better experience. You're going to have a better experience. Like there's no doubt about it. You're going to have a better experience. So you want to think long and hard about what's including your pre-event questionnaire. However, um, however, you want to essentially... Essentially... You want to make sure, you want to make sure that you are sending them a contract. You need a contract. You need a contract. Step one, get a contract. Send them an invoice, send them a contract, and then send them a pre-event questionnaire. Now, this is all client relationship management, right? So what you really want to do is get a client relationship management tool. Now, this is now, we've talked about CRMs in the past, and I talked about the ones that I use to actually sell clients and send out my large pitch emails. I use Dubsado to manage people after they've given me money, okay? I use HubSpot to pitch people and to sell them, right? So I'm doing my, I have various databases for various things. Now, once they're on an email list or if I want to enroll them in a program or anything like that, I've recently started using Kartra. So in terms of the tools that I use, Dipsado, Kartra, HubSpot are the top three. Dipsado, Kartra, HubSpot are the top three. After they say, yes, Ashley, we're really interested. Okay, great. You get the date. You want to make sure you have the date. I put all that in the contract, send them over a contract. Once they get the contract and fill it out and sign it, then they automatically get a pre-event questionnaire. After they fill in the pre-event questionnaire, I schedule, um, I schedule a uh, follow-up call because you want to also have a pre. I also have a pre-event call with them before I actually. Um, before I actually go ahead and sign, before, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting tongue-tied, you guys. I have a follow-up call with them before the event just to make sure nothing's changed and to go over the questions that they've answered in the pre-event questionnaire. This is actually something that's taught in Errol Moody's True Speaking Success Program. So I thought that was great because what I was doing before this, I would have them fill out some information about the event beforehand and then I would not 
Um, I wouldn't talk to them until maybe the event. And so I think that it makes, it makes sense to, um, to talk to them before the actual event. So I hope that that was helpful. This is a super short episode, but client relationship management is really important. Now let's talk about offboarding really quickly. After the event, after you speak, you want to have a call with them to talk about how the event went, any feedback they've received. And then you want to maybe offer them the ability to rebook you for next year. And if you do that on the front end, then you're already booked for the next year. That's awesome. And this happens all the time, literally all the time. I've actually, I have not had too many clients that were like, no, we won't have you back. Most clients say they will have me back. And then it's up to me to follow up and actually get that contract signed for the next year. So short episode. Hope this was helpful. Hope this answers some of your questions about what to do after you're booked. And then we'll be back to doing interviews. You'll get another interview from me in a couple weeks. Um, and as always, hope you're excited about speaking your way to cash. Join the Facebook group, guys. And I hope to see you at one of my live events.